0: From Bainbridge Island to the Villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. 5L, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show.
1: This is Gail Leach, author of The Art of Pickleball, and here's the host of The Pickleball Show, Chris Allen.
0: Live from the PBX Club Studios in Asheville, North Carolina, this is The Pickleball Show. I am your host, Chris Allen. Thank you for joining me for episode number 99. Next week, episode 100, we are going to celebrate 100 episodes of the Pickleball Show in style. People have been asking me, I mentioned this last week, and they said, you got to give us some hints, give us some hints. I can tell you this, tell you a couple of things. First, we are going to celebrate with a special guest... And if you want a hint, special guest is really an understatement. In the world of Pickleball, there is no guest more special than this. And that guest will be joining us next week for our 100th episode. And yes, like I said last week, I will have a special announcement uh, regarding the future of the Pickleball show and also the future of your host. And people have been texting and emailing and calling. And oh, does that mean this is the final episode? Well, I, yes. And no, I can sort of give you a hint. This will be the last episode from the PBX Club Studios. And for more information, you'll need to tune in next week. Don't miss it. All right. Last week, we were getting gold nuggets of pickleball wisdom from Stephen Callan dawson Let's continue that conversation right now. First, though, got to bring in our co-host from Surprise, Arizona, the hardest working person in pickleball from pickleballtournaments.com. Always lucky to have her, Melissa McCurley. Hey, Melissa. Hello, Chris. And two people that the pickleball community is also lucky to have out in California. It is Steve and Callan Dawson. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us again this week on the Pickleball Show.
2: Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris.
0: Now, last week, we were kind of just getting into the Dawson style and we talked about the serve and went over that I wanted to get into some other elements of the game and we'll just jump right back into it wanted to talk about the return because I've had a couple of people tell me that uh, in their mind I mean everybody makes a big deal out of the third shot and and rightly so it really is the most important shot but a lot of people say the return is the most underrated shot in pickleball that that you can it's it's not necessarily that you're gonna win the point but you can sort sort of craft the point more on the return than you can really on any other shot. What do you think about that Steve?
2: I would agree what you do with your return of serve limits or prohibits what the other guy is capable of doing with his third shot. So if my return of serve is short and weak, the guy my opponent will be able to drop it in the kitchen easily or just blast it down my throat with, you know, one of these power shots. Mm-hmm. So to take those options away from my opponent I have to return deep, return with slice, return a line drive, all kinds of things to take away options from my opponent. So if you think you're just going to fluff your return in and then start playing afterwards, you're going to you're going to be in a big mess when you go up against a strong player.
0: Are you thinking of the return as a defensive shot? Is it a preventative? Like I, I've just got to get a solid return to keep them from doing things? Or are you trying to go on offense already on the return?
2: A little bit of offense, actually. I enjoy trying to put as much uh, underspin as I can on my uh, return of serve, hitting a line drive, slice deep return a serve, which makes life very difficult for my opponent. It makes it hard for them to smash. It makes it hard for them to put it in the kitchen. And that's the return a serve I hate to play against the most is when the other person can really put a lot of underspin on their uh, return as well. So I just try to do to my opponent that which I hate the most when they do to me.
0: <laughs> it's like the opposite of the golden rule.
2: Right, exactly. That's how I would do it. What about you, Callan? Yeah, I would
3: say when you ask is it more defensive or offensive, I mean... I think a little more offensive, but it's got to have a little touch of defense in there too, because obviously we want to hit the ball deep. We want to hit the ball hard to make it very difficult for our opponent to hit a good third shot. But at the same time, you have to know, you got to know your ability and know how fast you can run to that kitchen line, because if we hit it too hard, you're only halfway to the kitchen line by the time they're hitting their third shot. So you'll give them the option to either blast it hard at your feet or you're giving them an extra feet to drop a third shot
0: mm-hmm. and you're there kind of stuck in no man's land and uh yeah it's the last place you want to be on that uh when that third shot comes in
3: right exactly
0: so kind of like the hippocratic oath you know first do no harm <laughs> in that you want to have have enough defense to where it's not going to come back and bite you but if you can put a little offense on there uh then more power to you huh Yeah, exactly. So let's do this. Let's go on now to the official, uh, I guess, most important shot in pickleball. People say the third shot, and a lot of people just call it the drop shot because that's normally the option that you take. Although lately, I've been hearing more and more about, hey, you know what, third shot drive is a darn fine uh, strategy, especially when you get up into the higher levels. I know uh, Matt Staub talks about, yeah, a lot of times he's perfectly happy with uh, a fifth shot drop that uh, he'll just take that third shot and just uh, go ahead and blast it and and see what comes back. and uh, And he'll be happy to deal with whatever comes back. What do you, uh, Melissa, do you, how often do you think you drive it on a third shot instead of just dropping it in? Do you have maybe a percentage or are you always going for one or the other?
1: It really depends on what's coming at, at me. If someone returns a ball that is short, it's about to get driven back at them. <laughs> um, but if it's, uh, you know, coming at me, it's not the a short ball, it's it's really not the right ball to drive, then it's just going to get a, a little drop shot over into the kitchen from me.
0: So you use their return as your decision-making factor as to whether you're going to drive it or not.
2: That is correct.
0: Okay. You think that's the best way to go about it in most cases, Steve?
2: I think the best way to go about it in most cases is to have, like Melissa said, what you want to do with their return a serve down before they return it. So uh, Melissa said, you know, if it's a little bit shorter, she's going to hop it at them pretty good. And if it's a little bit deeper, she's going to use the third shot in the kitchen and, I think it's great to have your option sort of spelled out for you and then see what return comes your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to hit hard thirds as well and drop them in the kitchen, and I go more or less by what I think the height of the bounce is. If if someone fluffs a moon ball return up and it bounces high, I'm going to crack it no matter where I am in the court. But if, if they're rifling a hard hit shot at me and I don't feel comfortable hitting it hard, I'll probably try to hit it in the kitchen On the third shot, and if I fail, I'll do like Matt Staub. I'll do it on the fifth shot, and if I fail again, I'll try a third shot on the seventh shot.
0: Callan, same for you. I agree
3: with what my father and Melissa say. When something's short or when you think you can drive it, go ahead and drive it. But personally, I choke up on the paddle so much that I really can't generate the power by hitting a hard third shot so for me personally I pretty much all I do is drop shot Mm -hmm. um rarely ever hit the ball hard as a third shot but sometimes if they have a good return of serve and maybe I'd be off balance hitting a drop I will hit the third shot hard more as pure defense because I don't think I'm in position to hit a third shot and then I will set up to hit a good fifth shot drop
0: Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so let's say the uh, shots have dropped in, everything's kind of progressed, and now you're all up at the kitchen line. What are you thinking now, Steve? It's kitchen time, everybody's up there. You mentioned earlier in the previous episode uh, that uh, the Dawson strategy might be a little bit of a, a death by a thousand cut strategy, or I probably put those words in your mouth last week, but uh, you want to <laughs> you want to spread these these opponents apart how do you start that and then I guess most importantly how do you finish it
2: I try to and I'm saying I but it was really Callan and I sort of developed this together but one of the first things we do is we have a couple set of rules number one is you never hit the dink to the exact same place twice in a row so if I dink to someone's wide forehand, if they're right-handed, the next one's going to go to the guy's backhand in the other corner. If he goes and gets that, the next one's going down the middle. If someone goes to the middle, the next one's going to the corner. So the entire dink battle is a chaotic scramble because we never, Callan and I, never engage in cross court to cross court to cross court to cross court where we're all sound asleep. You know, watching two people battle it out, the, <laughs> best yeah. way to, the best way to do it is if someone goes cross-court, you change down the line, they go back to you, you go cross-court, they come cross-court, you go to the middle. So you sort of break it down with one spot in the middle of the court, the other spot on one far corner, and the other spot on the other far corner, and you never hit to the same one twice.
1: Is that the same strategy you would use in men's doubles and mixed doubles?
2: Uh, well, 100% right. Absolutely. And when the girl can do that, they destroy all the guys because... It stops the guy from leaning over and taking the middle because you're going to cover him on his side, go to the other side, and the guy can never go over and take that shot. So I'd say absolutely. Yeah, I would have to agree 100%. Everything is I'm trying to move, hit that ball in
3: a different spot every single time, pretty much creating pure chaos in hopes that I get the opponent off balance and they can pop something up that I can put away. And to add on top of that, something me and my father do is that as we are moving the balls around in different spots every time, we are also trying to stay as low and as wide as possible. My first thought before every shot is I try to take 100% of every ball out of the air and not let it bounce. Because if I can hit the ball out of the air, that is less time for my opponent to get back into position as if I were to let it bounce and then dink it so everything is different spot every time while trying to take every ball out of the air
0: man i've got some uh i've got some good things to work on this week coming up <laughs> <laughs> i get the feeling there's a lot more where that came from uh from you both <laughs> and uh i look forward to doing this again i'm going to talk to you guys some more and uh delve even deeper into the into the dawson strategy here if that's okay with you
2: it sounds good I hope we don't give away all our secrets, but
0: uh. it's the old uh, I taught him everything he knows, but I didn't teach him everything I know. (laughs) (laughs) So you can do that. What's coming up for you guys uh, here in the uh, spring, summer of uh, 2017? I know that uh, you've got Bobby Riggs Tennis Club and we'll link to that. And what do you have going on there coming up?
2: What we have coming up is uh, uh, Callen currently is our uh, our head pickleball pro and teacher, but he is going to be going to. Fire Academy School here, so he can have a full-time job and do pickleball lessons in between his work schedule, which I think is great. Yeah. What that is doing is uh, it's opening up my entire summer, so I'm, what we have going on here is I'm super happy and pleased to have world-famous Morgan Evans, Mr. Online Personality. All right. Yeah, he's going to be our guest pickleball pro for the summer doing camps and workshops and everything out here on the coast instead of out in the desert.
0: Oh and that's it should be gonna a very, be great. Very
2: educational and entertaining summer with Morgan Evans.
0: He is awesome. He is he is a friend of the pickleball show and just always a hoot to have on and just so you think he's quick on the court, his his wit is even quicker. Uh he's just so much fun to talk to and, and just a barrel of laughs. Oh, that'll be great. And Melissa is just going like gangbusters, and uh you got US Open coming up in April. April and what before that?
1: You know, there's several uh, big. 50 plus type tournaments that run through March and then around mid April, things die down here in Arizona. And then the U.S. Open, as you indicated, we're just over 1,300 players in that one this year. So, extended that to seven days, and uh, it wow. should be quite the event uh, just as it was last year. So, looking forward to that. And then Dawson's do a SoCal Classic in June that's very popular and uh, brings in a lot of
2: the top players around the country. I will say that the SoCal Classic this year, for the first time, we've We've got... Uh... prize money in the men's and women's open doubles. That's a new addition to the SoCal Classic. Now, that is
1: very, very exciting. And so that will pull even more people uh, wanting to come visit Southern California. It uh, continues to be an exciting time for pickleball and pickleball tournaments in general.
0: It does. And uh, if you are thinking of running a pickleball tournament, you must have pickleballtournaments.com in your corner. All the expertise from Melissa McCurley and all the great software and everything to run your tournament. And uh, Steve Callen, look forward to talking to you again. We will link to Bobby Riggs Tennis Club in the show notes. And uh, thank you again for all the great advice. I'll keep you updated and let you know how it works on my game. I have a feeling I'm going to be able to take it to the next level with some of the stuff we talked about today.
2: Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Melissa, for all you do.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. It's certainly a pleasure. And thank you, gentlemen, for being here. It was uh, great to get to know you a little bit better uh, from this perspective and hearing some of your strategies. Thanks so much for sharing
3: them. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And it was nice talking to you, Melissa.
1: You too, Callan.
0: All right, take care of you guys. Definitely two of the nicest guys in pickleball and to be so willing to share so many things out of their playbook. Boy, you can't ask for any more than that. Thank you again, Steve and Callan. What a great way to wrap up 99 episodes. We're going to put some champagne on ice around here because we got to get ready and celebrate 100 episodes of the Pickleball Show next week. It will be our 100th episode, and we are going to celebrate in style. We've got a very special guest joining us. Also, a couple of special announcements, so you don't want to miss that. Episode 100 of the Pickleball Show coming up. You can always go to iTunes, hit that subscribe button. That way you're guaranteed never to miss an episode. Also, you can join us at freepbxclub.com. You'll get reminders, you'll get special deals, emails, and a whole lot more. That's freepbxclub.com. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low.